Now, Western New York sports fans can stay up to date on the national scene as well. The sports world's biggest games and biggest stories are covered by the biggest names here. Curry off the inbound, chased by Nance, passes on top to Green. Draymond fires, in the corner to Curry for three. The pass and dash. The Warriors are back-to-back champions. Three titles in four. Welcome to Think Again with L. Nathan Hare, sponsored by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. If you would like to participate on today's program, call now, 803-1520. That's 803-1520. Good morning. All right. Welcome to Think Again. I know this is not the regular voice you're used to hearing on Think Again, but I am the regular stand-in. So uh, good morning, everybody. This is my name is Sam Rafford, and I am sitting in for Mr. L. Nathan here. L. Nathan here. Um, this is the Think Again uh, radio show. where is a topical discussion program sponsored by the Community Action Organization of West New York. Each week, we will talk to you about issues, events, and trends affecting you right here and right now in Buffalo and West New York and connecting you with communities all across the country. Um, I am your host today, Sam Rafford. Make us a part of your uh, Saturday here at uh, WWKB ESPN 1520 on your dial from 11 to noon each week. Today's program is live, so you can call us and join in on the discussion. You can call us at 803-1520, 803-1520. If you don't have an opportunity to call, but you still want information or have a question um, about this or any other subject we cover, you can always mail us, email us at thinkagainkb, thinkagainkb at gmail.com. All right. So um, I see you there, Tony, um, out there ready to roll. But um, I'm going to kind of set this conversation up and listen up, everybody. You know, uh, in in most cases, um, you know, my number one issue that I talk about is education, that without a question or doubt. Um, And and in most cases, I'm pretty upbeat and and excited about the work that's going on in the community. But today, you know, I'm really, really interested in listening to what you out here think because, I mean, you know, generally, you know, after watching, uh, you know, President Trump's performance in Helsinki, if you and your genuinely believe that the Russians don't have something on them, on him, I, I don't understand. I, I really genuinely do not understand, right? So I, I really want to, you know, it, so I want to I be real clear about this. I believe that people's political perspectives are their political perspective. I don't even think you can be wrong on your political perspective. Most people's political perspective come from their socialization, what their life experiences. And so, you know, people who are conservative, you know, come from environments where they have reason to be conservative. People who are liberal, come from environments where they have reason to be liberal. I don't, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it is what it is, right? But tell me how anybody could think for one second, based on what the President Trump did when he was in Europe at the NATO summit, I mean, how he came at Germany and, and England, I mean, I mean, he was very aggressive, very assertive. Then he gets over to Helsinki, and he basically just cowers down and just kisses the ring of Vladimir Putin. I mean, there's no way there's, did, did anybody missed that. You cannot convince me, no way, no how, that you can believe that Something is not awry here. For him to say that he made a mistake and said he should have said wouldn't instead of would, I mean, that is, I mean, anybody who saw that and believes that, you, I'm really willing to listen to you today to find out if you really genuinely believe the Russians don't got something on this guy. They got something on him. This guy, there's no way possible he, he could be go from being that 
assertive and aggressive as a president to just basically just bowing down to this guy. So here it is. I want to I, I want to make the record clear, right? Um, so so you ain't, this ain't just Sam Radford talking. Let's just kind of go and look at what the record says, what the fact says. I'm saying there is no question about the fact that Donald Trump saw intercept text and email providing. Vladimir Putin personally approving that Vladimir Putin personally ordered the Russian cyber attacks in the 2016 presidential election. There's there's no question about that. He didn't just lie about it. He lied to dozens of other people in the process. He lied to the people who knew he was lying to them because they were the ones who had given him the proof. He, he wanted to blame President Obama. He even questioned his own intelligence agency in the Justice Department. I mean, all these people, he basically saying that there's a he this is what his words were. President Putin, he strongly denied it. When a U.S. president tells us that he is taking the word of a Russian president that he strongly denies something, in the face of evidence given to you by your own intelligence department, your own intelligence agencies, what does that tell you? And then he backs it up by inviting him to the White House. I mean, are you serious? This guy hasn't got out of Ukraine yet. We still haven't resolved what happened in England with the with with, with the with the poison, a poison of the people in England. I mean, this guy is is has done enough to where you can justify. No way treating him like a criminal, let alone inviting this guy to the White House. For those people who genuinely believe that this is there's nothing nefarious going on here, that this is all above board, I really want to hear your logic. I really want to hear your rationale. Because at this point, even an objective person has to come to the terms with the fact that this guy has really crossed the line. When you make, I'm, I'm a, listen, I am a United States Marine. You know what I'm saying? I put my life on the line for this country. There's no way I'm going to sit back passively and let somebody basically, you know, back in the face of an enemy. He is going to throw with the U.S. intelligence has told him out and take the position of our opposition. He was willing, listen to this, people. He was willing to let U.S. citizens sit in front of Russian agents, Russian KGB, and be interviewed. He thought that was a good idea. I can't even, I can't even believe that we actually having this conversation about a U.S. president. It's unbelievable to me. I can't believe that this is where we at. I'm, I, the, the phone lines are open, 803-1520. If there is something I'm missing, if there's something that I am missing, because at the end of the day, Standing up for this country is a real thing for the United States president not to stand up for this country, for the United States president to not stand up to Russia, for the United States president to offer to give our, you know, give give people in our country to have them be interviewed by Russian operatives in exchange for us interviewing theirs. I mean, including an ambassador. I just can't believe we have in this conversation. So if there's a justified reason to be having this conversation, please let me know. 803-1520. I got a whole bunch of information here that, you know, maybe in the course of the conversation, I'll give you out all the facts if you want the facts. But we've all seen it. Matter of fact, the Senate voted yesterday 98 to zero to not allow the diplomats to be interviewed by the Russians, which means that they, you know, they, they agree. I mean, I mean, this is it's almost never that we have bipartisanship in this country anymore. Now, all of a sudden, we got a bipartisan perspective that says that, you know, there's no way we're going to have what the president thought was a good idea, these 
these Russian operatives to be interviewed, um, um, interviewing our diplomats. And I haven't said anything about the fact that Cohen, Cohen recorded the conversations. Now, that's a whole nother conversation, but he recorded the conversation. And Cohen was talking to Al Sharpton of all people just, just the day before yesterday. I mean, it's a lot of stuff going down this week. Um, you know, but you know, let's let's get the conversation going. Tony, um, out there from Clarence, Tony, come on, bring me up to speed. What's your thoughts about what's going on this crazy week here in um in America? First of all, you're preaching to the choir. And I mean by that, according to the latest survey, 50% of America believes that the health, that the president performed very well at Helsinki. I'm not lying. That's the fact. What were they, they watching, Tony? What were they watching? What did he do? I, I, I'm telling you what, the, I don't know what, but that's the poll, okay? Here's, here's what I believe. This president stole that election. I'll tell you why he stole the election. We have a good uh, here. If you were, let me put it this way, uh, uh, Sam, if you were a Buffalo Bills defensive coordinator, put yourself in the shoes of a Buffalo Bills coordinator, and someone uh, gave you the game offensive game plan of let's say the New York Jets. In other words, they they stole the playbook of the Jets and their plays that they were going to have on that Sunday. Would you not be, have an advantage? As an avid football fan and a former player and coach, if you gave me the uh, the, the team's playbook and I'm the defensive coordinator – and I can practice against that all week, get the muscle memory of my defense reacting to that all week. I, I very, and if I had the talent, I don't see no way that he could beat me. That's right. Well, here's what happened, and it was on uh, MSNBC last night or the night before. Remember that they broke in, the hackers broke in and stole from the DNC. That's right. They're, but what they stole was the game plan that the DNC had. They stole all their analytics. Tony, Tony, hold up, hold, put my pen in it right there for one second because I thought this was interesting. Remember when they asked Putin about that? And he basically admitted that they did it. And he said, and it turns out everything that they said was true and it caused for the Democratic leadership to resign. But he basically admitted that they did this and didn't even accept it. And he, they had no shame about the fact that the underlying issue was that you hacked into it to give somebody an advantage over another person. It may yeah, not have well, been collusion, but it was definitely meddling to the point of w working for one side over the other. Yeah, well, they gave all of these analytics to the Republican campaign chairman person. What happened was, this happened in the middle of, I believe, July of 2016. Now, what did they do with that analytics that that was stolen from the DNC and, and Hillary Clinton's campaign. They changed their entire strategy because it was shown on the MSNBC that they originally were going to put a million and a half dollars in advertising in certain states. Once they knew the, the game plan of the Democrats, they took that money and put it into Wisconsin, Minnesota, Pennsylvania and the states that they had to win in order to win the election. They then they also began a, a systematic suppression of the the Hispanic voters, Latino voters, 
and the black voters in those states. And that's how they helped Trump to win. Now, I have the theory that Trump, in 2013, when he was with the Miss Universe pageant, got himself into some kind of hot water while living at a hotel. Right. This is now you're going back to the to the to the uh, conversation that Comey Comey put something out there talking about the fact that something about somebody peeing on somebody on videotape or whatever that, you know, some very some very compromising took place. Sam, that's fine. I don't want to talk about anybody doing what you just said. All right. But that's what Comey said, though. I'm just saying what Comey said. But but here's the point. Trump denied the fact that he stayed overnight in Russia during that. That Miss Universe pageant. Right. When they got evidence the, that he did. And look at the people he associated with. He associated with all those people. Now, he was supposed to divest himself of all financial gain as president. He's never done that. Hear me out. In 2017, in July, a year ago, he signed a $1 billion contract to build a Trump Tower in Moscow. You remember that? Yeah, I hear you. I'm saying, so yeah. you're saying he kept, he has, a, he has a vested interest in keeping that relationship, you know, good. And who was the person that represented him in that whole thing? Who was it? Cohen. Was it Cohen? Yeah. Okay. Cohen. All right. So there are a lot of possibilities. But one thing you can't deny, Russia... Help Trump win. Wait, before we go to that, because I want to end with that piece, do you think Cohen is flipping on him? Do I think that Cohen's going to flip on him? Yeah. Do you think he already has? Yeah. Do you think Cohen wants to sit in jail for 30 years and die and not see his kids and his wife? Do you really think that's the case? Sure he's going to flip on him. And who is his lawyer, Lanny Davis, who yeah. represented the Clintons? Yeah, they sure did. Let, you know I'm saying? He, I saw him out there on the stump yesterday. Let me, let me make two more points. A court ordered that the, uh, the Trump administration reunite all the 2,300 right. children to come to be dead. Right. Well, they're going to violate that because Kristen Nielsen said they've only repatriated or gotten them back together 347 No kids. question. Right. Yeah. Well, who's going to enforce it? Right. <laughs> the court can order anything. The administration can. Do you know that the... the well, they can hold some people. The administration, the courts can hold people into contempt and they can start having people put in jail. Uh, I mean, they won't do that, but they sure can. <laughs> Yeah, that's the law. The law is no longer in service here. <laughs> the law doesn't matter anymore. Are you well, kidding well, me? Well, Tony, I, ho- I hope we haven't gone that far, right? I mean, we, I think we're on the verge of it. We we passed that a long time ago. Okay. Here's the thing you got. Here's the thing that you won't believe. The Mueller the Mueller commit commit the Mueller investigation has a subpoena out for Jared Kushner. Wow, that's public they information. They've had it out for months. Guess what? They can't serve the subpoena because the Secret Service is blocking their attempts to do so. That's the truth. Okay, well, I haven't heard that yet. I mean, I'm pretty sure Mueller Mueller is not no new, he ain't no lightweight. Mueller can figure out a way to serve a subpoena if he wants to serve a subpoena. 
No, he can't because he's not allowed to touch the home of the Jared Kushner or his place in the White House. Well, I'll do a little bit of research on that. I, you know, that's worth yeah, checking well, I'm out. Tell, I'm telling you a fact. Okay, I hear you. That's so it. you said two more things. What's the other thing you wanted to point you wanted to make? Now, you talked about all this crap that they symbolically said this and that in the Congress. You got to be kidding me, Sam. You're not. You got to pay attention to what's really going on. Okay. No one, no one in charge of the, there is no one in charge of the counterinsurgency agency in the United States at this time to work on the 2018 midterm election. So you basically saying the Congress is going to basically stand on the sidelines and let Russia continue to meddle in elections to make sure they keep control of the House, the Senate, and the, um, and the 2018 elections? Sam, if you look at what Congress did on Thursday... Mm-hmm. They were, there was $300 million appropriated in the current budget to take care of these problems with the states and voting. Okay? Guess what the Congress did on Thursday? What'd they do? They took the money, they took the money $300 million out of the budget. Wow. Well, so you're saying that at this point, the Congress is not making no effort whatsoever to counter what we know was a cyber attack on our elections by the Russians. So they basically opening the door and saying doing it again. Yeah, of course. And and the icing on the cake is invite Putin so that he could have his spies in the White House taking care of all kinds of papers. Yeah, and I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't get that. You know, I got some other calls, Tony. I got to take them in, but I, I don't yeah. get the idea of bringing Putin to... I don't see what you accomplished by bringing the Putin to the White House. Um, so, you know, but I do think there is something to be said about the fact that the Senate voted 98-0 to not allow the diplomats to be interviewed by Russia when President uh, Trump said that, that he thought that would be a good idea. I thought that was a good bipartisan stand by the, you know, the Senate. All right, Tony, thank you. I appreciate that conversation. You Clearly, you was ready for this conversation today. You know, you said I would be a preacher to the choir. Um, actually, I want to hear from the choir. I mean, I want to hear from people who are outside the choir today because, I mean, I really think that, you know, in, in a very, very serious way, um, as Americans, we should be concerned based on what we saw in Helsinki. Um, to hear the president, you know, take a position against our intelligence agencies, um, you know, which to me just makes no sense when we know for a fact that he has information to, you know, that that's, that Vladimir Putin was directly involved with the decisions to um, attack our elections and meddle in our elections. And maybe what it is, he just don't want to come to terms with the fact that he was the benefactor of that, that people will later on say that you're only the president because Russia helped you to be the president. But it seems like the thing he's doing right now is reinforcing that, you know, I mean, basically going into a two hour meeting with him with nobody but him not letting his intelligence officials know and you know we don't know what was said there and then come out of that meeting and you're gonna you know have a meeting with uh uh in the white house you know some of that stuff just looks really shaky and i think that we as americans should be concerned and you know what i'm be, you know what i'm really happy about you know independent of all of the partnership that's going on the fact that you know key republicans stood up and said that that's not all right that people you know put america before politics and said that you know we cannot be having a president selling us out uh, to the Russian Federation. So um, we got next on the line, I think we have uh, John from Lockport. You know what I'm saying? John, what's your thoughts? Um, You know, I think I know uh, what Putin has on Trump. And I think think it could all be found out in his tax returns. 
Okay, wait, uh, before you go there, John, so you starting out by your, your, your starting point is do you believe that Putin has something on Trump? Oh, definitely. There's, there's no question. Okay. And I, I, think it's, I, think, I think that his tax returns would reveal a lot of it. Mm. Because Trump, Trump, for one thing, Trump is a lousy businessman. He got, had six bankruptcies, and he couldn't get any money uh, loans from in the United States. So what he did is, is uh, he went to, uh, through, went to the Russians through Deutsche Bank. Deutsche Bank is a uh, German bank, but uh, I'm pretty sure the, the Russians funneled him the money. Uh, and uh, the person that loaned him the money was no, none other than uh, Justice Kennedy's son. So when, when Kennedy retired earlier than, than he was supposed to, I think that was pressure from Trump. Mm-hmm. on Kennedy to retire so Trump could get a uh, Kavanaugh in there who doesn't believe that a sitting president should be indicted. Uh, yeah, that's true. I mean, I think that, I mean, just as a side to this whole topic, um, you know, I think that's clearly what lifted Kavanaugh to the appointment above the other people, um, which is a very interesting position. Right. And what else will be revealed in the taxes, which could show, is certainly the, the money coming from Russia and, and possible money laundering. I mean, it wouldn't, I mean, if you put two and two together in the taxes, it might show money laundering. He also, he's not, uh, he's not no, it would also show especially that he's no financial genius like he claims he is. And uh, it would show, I think they would show that, that um, he, he, he was he was not good with his investments. Well, let me ask you this, John. I mean, let me ask you this. I mean, if that's the case, I mean, do you think that's something that only Russia could have? I mean, you think? I mean, I, I would think that's something that other people, you know, who you know maybe. Trump enemies, that's information that they could have. I, I think that stuff that the Mueller probe, if there was something really there, um, I just think that the tax you know, issue, I think it's something fishy about the fact that he hasn't released his taxes. Don't, right. don't question it. I think there may be a smoking gun there. But I don't, I don't think that's what Russia has on them. The last thing I was going to mention about this, if, they, if his taxes were revealed, they'd show that he's not the great wealthy man that he claims he is. And, you know, that, that's what helps his image is the fact that he's a successful businessman who has lots of money. Well, he probably doesn't have as much money as he says he does, and, and uh, he, uh, uh, the taxes would probably show that, that he's not this great uh, financial genius that he says he is, too. So. Yeah, and I, and I get that. I mean, I really get the, I get the logic. I guess what I'm thinking is that, especially in light of what happened at NATO the week before, to go to Helsinki and basically from the beginning always to kind of put – Putin on this pedestal. I mean, it seemed like he would have to have more on him than just the the issue with his taxes and the issue of his business dealings. I mean, well, yeah, but uh, now this this uh, lending the money. Uh, if he got a lot of money from the Russians, then he was compromised. And well, compromised. I, that may be it. You could, you could put. You could. I mean, you could uh, levy uh, uh, treason against him. I mean, it, it, if, if, if it shows enough money transferred. To, to Trump from Russia, and all this has gone on recently, and you put two and two together, this this sounds like it could be could be a matter of treason. Well, you know, listen, I don't I don't throw that word around lightly. You know, what I'm saying, you know, um, you know, as a U.S. military, uh, it, I, I just think treason is a serious charge. And listen, 
you know, some of that stuff that was said in Helsinki, I think, was on the borderline. I mean, I think he was right there on the borderline. When you start believing uh, uh, your, your, your enemy over your own intelligence and, and it's information that's irrefutable, that everybody knows, he knows. And then to, to, to backtrack the next day and say, that's not what I meant to say, you know, I mean, I think without that retraction, he was right there at treason. I mean, something somebody understood that, people around him understood that, and they found a way to try to reframe that, to re you know, re, you know, to, to change the narrative on that to where he can on the record say I misspoke, you know, and try to correct that. But I think that the treason issue, um, you know, it's maybe in his own personal interest is something that we have to keep our eye on um, as Americans because, I mean, we really, really can't have a president representing our country that way as far as I'm concerned. Right. Hey, John, thanks. I appreciate you taking the time to call. Hey, listen up, everybody. This conversation is going on. Um, call us at 803-1520. Uh, 803-1520. If you can't get through on 803-1520, you can call us on 803-0321, 803-0323. But call us. Let's keep this conversation going. So what's going on? I mean, we our conversation this morning, if you're just joining us, is really is have we crossed a, you know, a point of no return with the president and him really lifting up the word of the the, the, the president of uh, uh, Russia over his own intelligence agencies and the performance he had in Helsinki, him inviting the the uh, Russian president to the, to the White House. I mean, ha have we got to a place where he clearly is a compromised president? I mean, at this point, you know, m all my instincts say that something is there that causing him to be compromised. Um, if it's not Somebody explain to me, justify to me why this 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 total change in behavior um, from one you know as he interacting with world leaders that are allies versus world leaders that are our enemies. I mean, somebody make this make sense to me again. Eight hundred three fifteen twenty. Um, next, we will have Ron from Cheektawaga. What's your position on that, Ron? Hey, Ron, you there? Hello. Hey, yeah. So, what's your position on that, Ron? Hello? Yep, I'm here. I can hear you, Ron. Go ahead. Hello, can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay, because I didn't hear the, that normal white noise that you get. Uh, okay, so initially you can't hear me. Okay. Okay. Uh, the, this whole thing, is, is, it's really mind-boggling because, uh, you know, a lot of presidents have tried to bridge the gap between our enemies. Okay, now, I'm not one of these get type guys that goes back to the 50s. That, you know, because Mao Zedong is president of, or is a premier of China, you don't talk to him. You don't recognize 800 million people. Uh, or whatever it was at the time. I'm not. Uh, but uh, so a lot of presidents have done, uh, tried to talk to our enemies, our adversaries. But none of them, going back to you know, Eisenhower, Kennedy, and Carter, none of them trashed our allies in doing so. Exactly. So you kind of wonder what is it? Do they have something out? I have to say, probably yes. And it's got to be something a hell of a lot worse than some sexual indiscretion. Okay. It has to be, and when you look at all the people that seem to have, if these leaks are at all accurate, you've got his first campaign manager, Lewandowski. You've got Manafort. You've got uh, Papadopoulos. You've got, uh, I know I'm forgetting another guy with a, with a foreign name there. You, mm -hmm. you, you're, uh, oh, you got Flynn. You've got Kelly. That's right. You've got even uh, peripherally, you got Sessions. Then you've got uh, this Ross Webb. There's the one that I heard about over a year and a half ago, Secretary of Commerce. He was partners with this thing called the, uh, the Russian Bank of Cyprus, which is run by one of the oligarchs of Putin. So it's, what, are, what are all these 
I, it's, it's hard to believe, coincidentally, all of these guys have significant links to, the, the, to Putin and the oligarchs in Russia of a financial nature. So whatever it is, it's a hell of a lot worse than some personal indiscretion. Well, I mean, you know what? First of all, Ron, I mean, I, I, I'm a, I, your thinking is exactly what my thinking is. Something is awry here. I mean, this just don't make sense, right? Um, you know, but what, what could it possibly be? I mean, you know, you're saying it's not as simple as it being some kind of sexual indiscretion. Um, you know, the last caller said that it may be the issue of something that's hitting his taxes. What could it possibly be to make the president just become just like a puppy dog to Putin? I mean, he just bows down to this guy and lifts this guy up to, on a pedal Store. I mean, he, he's like the alpha male in every room he walk in. Then he walks into the room with Putin, and he just becomes, you know, he just bows down. I mean, what, what could it possibly be? It has to be something significant about his whole business empire. Exactly what, who knows? And I, I'm often, I'm, sometimes I wonder, you want to hear some really wild and crazy conspiracy theories. You know, Putin is an expressed white supremacist. Okay. It takes a little different tact than, say, the, the homegrown white supremacy here. But he does believe, you know, he, that Russia's, one of Russia's goals is to bring, you know, civilization and the, the an imperial structure of order to the world. It's very similar, you know, to, like, the Nazis or the right. whatever. Okay, he's not the Stalinist, uh, idealistic communist type, okay, even though he was in the KGB. He uses a lot of their tactics, though, as you can see with those murders in Britain and that. Okay, but the other hand... Uh, you hear rumors about this whole thing. The Federalist Society started as a white supremacist group that was uh, against the civil rights decision they felt were overreached by the Supreme Court in the 60s. So they came up with these court decisions. We know they have a close links to the Koch brothers and the Mercers, the, the Federalist Society. We know that those groups, Mercers, overtly white supremacist. The Kochs kind of downtitled that element of a little bit. Is this, is this the tip of the iceberg of a worldwide white supremacist conspiracy? I mean, I, that's goofy sounding in some ways, but, but there's no real fundamental explanation for why we have to break the, what, what is many conservatives feel, the bad influence of the social democratic countries in Europe that want things like national health care, and they're like a bad influence. And Canada, why trash Canada? Canada has a very much more socialistic kind of egalitarian society than the United States does. I mean, uh, is this possibly? Because uh, whatever it is, it's mammoth to get him to do what he is doing uh, to trash our allies and put us in, in really tremendous danger if you believe that the Russia is a danger of any kind. Uh, is that possible? And that's just, I'm just throwing that out there. Yes, I don't well, have a lot of evidence for it. Because whatever it is, it's mammoth to get him to do what he is doing uh, to trash our allies and put us in, in really tremendous danger if you believe that. Russia is a danger of any kind. Is that possible? Well, Ron, I, I think that's an interesting perspective. I mean, I've, I've you know I've heard that conversation be had. You know, just the whole you know nationalist socialism. Um, you know, basically the Nazis. I mean, I've, I've heard that conversation. Um, to think that that has some kind of way, you know, you know, made its way into the White House. I, I pray that that's not the case. Um, you know, so you know that's a conversation that's out there. And I think to your point, um, that may be something if it was found out um, that. That would be something worth hiding and, you know, maybe this this partnership with Putin is about. But i got to take a break, uh, Ryan. i got three more calls on the line. So uh, for those of who have been hanging in with us, uh, thank you. For hang we'll be with you on the other side of the break here at ESPN 1520. 
Would you like to increase your home's value? Do you want to lower your energy bills? Are you in need of affordable financing for your next home improvement project? The CAO Home Improvement Resource Program can help. Just come to one of their monthly HIRP orientation sessions every first and third Wednesday of the month at two convenient locations. HIRP staff will help identify the resources you need to get financed, and they'll even help you with completing your application. Now, you won't know what you qualify for until you call. 332-3773. That's 332-3773. Learn about all the home improvement programs you may be eligible for and ask about the affordable financing program that can help turn your house into your dream home. Call 332-3773 for more info. It's the Home Improvement Resource Program. Restoring value to neighborhoods across Erie County, one house at a time. Brought to you by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. And good morning back at you here at Think Again, Think Again. This is Sam Raffer from the Community Action Organization of West New York sitting in for Mr. L. Nathan here. Um, and so uh, if you were here with us on the other side of the break, you know that we've had a, we're having a serious conversation and um, about what's going on with our presidency, what's going on with President Trump, what took place in Helsinki, what was that all about? And I know John from Rochester and John from Buffalo, we had you on hold for a while. And so if you want to um, call back, please call back. Um, anybody who want to join us in this conversation, you can call us at 803-1520. 803-1520. If you call and that line is busy, you can call us at 803-0321 or 803-0323. Um, our conversation is, you know, for those people who are really, you know, uh, Trump supporters, I mean, at this point, based on what you saw in Helsinki, um, do you really, really believe that the Russians don't have anything on them? I mean, I, I, how could they not have anything on them? I'm really interested in finding out what your real thoughts about that are. Um, do you believe that what the president did, you know, in Helsinki was on the borderline of treasonous? I mean, do you think that he compromised, you know, uh, the, the the faith in our U.S. intelligence services over the, you know, the word of the uh, president of, of of Russia, Vladimir Putin? Do you think he, we should be inviting the Putin, President Putin to the, you know, White House? I mean, it is literally, literally a lot of serious questions that we um, can have a discussion about. I mean, I haven't even gotten to, you know, the new issue what's going on with Cohen and the tapes you know that I mean that's a whole other issue all by itself um so and then his willingness to try to let our diplomats be interviewed by Russian agents I mean this this thing is almost like you know more than a person can actually digest but we've been had we have people on hold for a while so we're going to take these calls so if you want to call us 803-1520 Frank um give us a Frank what's your thoughts about what's going on you know I've been busy Sam so maybe I missed it Okay. But since the election 2016 abomination, Chris Kobach's cross-check plan, and the news of Russian hacking, have any of our leaders been working to make sure the American people have secure, free, and fair voting system? That's a good question. I mean, the way it sounds now, it, it seems like nobody's even focused on that. But ain't the president the one ultimately responsible for doing that? Yes, and maybe he doesn't want that. But, uh, you know, allow me wait, wait, before you go there, Frank, before Frank, Frank, let's take that discussion just for one second, because a previous caller said something very similar. I mean, do you think it's really possible that the Republicans, because the, of the possibility of keeping control of both the House, the Senate, that they would actually sit back and allow Russian meddling and not do anything to prevent Russian meddling just for the sake of, you know, maintaining power? You think that that that, that decision would actually be made by Americans? I'm old enough to uh, 
I've seen the Republicans do some terrible things in wow. my lifetime, and I wouldn't put I wouldn't put anything past them, honestly. But but allow me to inject a conspiracy theory. Here. Okay. You know, no man could possibly, no man could possibly screw up as many times as President Trump. You know, he's like watching a horror movie that's got everybody talking. Yeah, yeah, I think this is all by design. You know, everybody's talking about Trump, but not election 2018. Wow. You know, Trump isn't, Trump isn't up for election in 2018, but a, a Republican Congress is. Uh, they're talking about that. There, there's been conversation about a blue wave in the, in, in, in the, in the 2018 election. So that conversation is out there. Well, this is, this is a Republican Congress set to vote on a balanced budget amendment to cut Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, veterans, disability benefits, and other critical spending, and, and, and also to nominate a maniac for the Supreme Court. So shouldn't we be focusing on the candidates in our local, state, and federal ballots? And you know, uh, Great point. Down Republicans, instead of turning down Republicans, I've actually seen Democrats praising Republicans for calling out Trump. You know, this doesn't win elections, giving coverage to the GOP on, on all these key issues. Especially local elections. I, I think that's a really, really good point. In local elections, you really got to make that distinction. Well, with Trump playing the extreme bad guy, takes the heat off the GOP. You know, I talked to this one guy who had all the lowdown on Trump, but he didn't know who his 2018 Democrat Democratic candidate choices were. Well, you know what? That's a really, Frank, that's a really, really good point. What I hear you saying is that that we're so preoccupied with the extreme, you know, behavior of Trump that we're not paying attention to the local politics and we're not prepared to execute a strategy to be able to win back the House and possibly the Senate, you know, as opposed to just reacting to Trump. There is nothing Trump could do to make me praise any Republican out there, so... I think we need to rethink the whole situation. Well, Frank, one more question. Frank, do you think the Russians got something on on, on, on Trump? Do you think they got something on him? I think it's all, a, all about money. Okay. You know? I think he's money laundering for the Russians, and so is Sean Hannity. You know, there's been more 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 than enough proof. So got you. I think that's where it all leads. Well, Frank, thanks for taking the time for sharing this week. Hope to talk to you next week. Um, so, again, out there, the questions that we got is, you know, do the Russians got something on our president? I mean, is it that Wait. bad? Hey, Sam. Yeah. I think if they had that P tape, I think we'd be watching it already. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, I want to uh, attribute that to Comey. Comey made that that point. You know, Pony made the point that there was some, you know, and again, I, I think to other people's point about that, you know, the president has been, you know, obviously these situations, um, these conversations coming up, he's been caught up in sexual indiscretions and that kind of thing. Clearly his wife, you know, um, you know, pushing him away in public there. There's some issues there, but the I don't know that that's enough to for what we saw in Helsinki. In Helsinki, we saw this guy really just take a back seat, and I've never seen this guy take a back seat. And something is there that's making this guy take a back seat that we should be really uncomfortable with. But let's keep the conversation going. If you want to join the conversation, you can call us at 803-1520, 803-1520. If it's busy, call it 803-0321, So, John, John, what's your thoughts? Do, do somebody got some, do, do they got something on the president? Uh, absolutely, but a couple quick points. First, Tony was right about the summons. Uh, they can't. They can't serve uh, anybody under Secret Service protection. 
uh, Mueller's going to court to uh, actually enable first-class mail, which can go through. So you're saying that you're saying that they have a uh, they have a subpoena for Kushner that yeah. Mueller can't talk to to Kushner without Kushner without that subpoena. He he cannot serve the subpoena because nobody can approach uh, uh, Kushner. However, first class mail can go through. They're looking for judicial permission to allow that to happen in lieu of uh, personal service. Okay. I mean, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I'll do a little bit of research, be prepared on that conversation. Um, but it seems like to me that's one way or the other that um, if Mueller wants to talk to Kushner, he should be able to. He, there's a legal way to talk to Kushner. You don't well, think? That's still very much up up in the air. Okay. But what what we uh, what we have, have been ignoring is the fact that uh, Jared Kushner was the guy that wanted to set up a private communication channel. Uh, in Good the point. Nothing. Remember that? Good point. I forgot about that. That's really, and, he sure did. And, yep. and what, what has been ignored totally this week is the fact that there are high-level unidentified uh, party leaders, or, or I shouldn't say party leaders, politicians, that have had uh, secure communications with the Russians. That was released this week, and nobody is talking. I didn't hear that. Where did that come out at? Uh, it was on rawstory.com. Take a look at it. Okay. And, and, and if you take a look at, uh, they don't identify the, the, the particular people, but I would bet anything it's McConnell. Wow. I'm betting it's McConnell. And that is where Jared got his idea from, I'm sure. Wow. If and so the raw. Jared can do it. And he, and he tried that. It, it blew up, but I think that's the way that went down. Well, that should be interesting. So you basically, you, what you're saying is that this Mueller probe is gonna is gonna actually unearth something. That's something that's going to potentially, you know, take the presidency. Well, I I think what happens, I think Mueller has got uh, Trump by the wallet. Mm-hmm. Uh, he will go down for his uh, seventh and final bankruptcy. What they have to do is look at his tax returns and particularly any loans that come from billionaires like Aguilarov, uh, Rybolovlov, or Deripaska or uh, the Russian bank, BEB. That will tell us a lot. I, I, and I think uh, they're, they're basically holding holding him hostage. So you're saying at this point, you, you, you're, you're agreeing with our previous caller that said that essentially the smoking gun is in the, is in the tax returns. Oh, absolutely. Without wow. Wow. But anyway, that, that's my two cents for this week, Sam. Well, thanks. That, that was really good, John. Thanks for sharing it. So, again, John said that they got something on the president. A couple of our callers, maybe three of our callers, have said that the thing that they got on them is in the tax returns. That is really financial. Um, and, you know, ultimately that may explain why, you know, we see we see we see what we're seeing um, coming from his his interaction with um, Putin. So the Mueller probe, you know, it looked like it might put something, um, you know, bring something up, according to our, our callers. So, John, uh, do they got something on um, the president? What do you think? The Russians got something on him? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. But, but, and I got to tell you, Sam, uh, I, I got to say the biggest elephant in the room right now, and it's it's starting to come out, the Obama administration, Justice Department, FBI, CIA, National Intelligence Agency, they were rigged against Trump. The collusion now is coming out. You got a guy that heads the CIA, um, John Brennan, who was a former communist, voted for Gus Hall for communist uh, for the president of the United States. Gus Hall is the uh, nominee for the Communist Party. Uh, 
Obama stacked his department of intelligence, Justice Department, FBI, with leftists, etc., and the collusion was there. And that's going to be the real elephant in the room. You talk about Watergate being a big uh, controversy. This is going to blow Watergate away. Okay, John, I listen, John, I, I hear that. But, but does that explain Helsinki? Yes, it does, and I'll tell How? you why. Because Trump knows what happened with the collusion at the higher-ups in these departments, in these agencies. And he has a lot of distrust for the people in those agencies, even to— So are you saying that you believe—you you think it's all right for the president to believe the Russian president over his intelligence agents? I mean, you— well, I listened to the press conference, and he didn't say that. What he said was— there was he had a lot of and he made this comment he had a lot of distrust in what happened to him in this Russian so-called Russian conspiracy by the Trump uh, election team. It, it's it's proven. Well, do you think there's any question about the fact that they showed the him irre, irrefutable proof that Putin was directly involved? Matter of fact, if you listen to the interview that happened with Chris Wallace, Putin basically took responsibility for being involved. Well, Trump, admit, Trump admitted that the Russians uh, were trying to meddle. Would you like to increase your home's value? Do you want to lower your energy bills? Are you in need of affordable Hey, John, if you're still there, hold on one second. Okay, you still there, John? Yeah, still okay. there. Um, yeah, so I, I, I guess I, I hear where you're coming from, John, but I don't think there's no possibility that this stuff, this doesn't have anything to do with Obama. This has nothing to do with anything but President Trump and his decision. Do you think when President Trump agreed to have our diplomats interviewed by the Russians, that has something to do with with, with to do with Obama or has something to do with Clinton or the emails? All those things I think are distractions from what Putin has on uh, on President Trump. Why did President Trump attack our allies and then go to Helsinki and then, you know, make nice with President Putin? What is that about? Well, he's taken a lot of action against uh, Russia, economic actions, and and uh, he's gone hard on, on Putin and, and the Russian What economy, has he so. done to prevent, let's take the last two callers, the last three callers' perspective on this, that essentially Trump was the direct beneficiary of Russian meddling in our elections. So do, are you questioning whether Russia meddled in our elections, yes or no? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm okay, not. so... I, so I, I, I think... I think uh, the, the consequence of the election really didn't have any a lot to do with Russian meddling. But Russia, they did meddle, and did Trump benefit from the meddling? Uh, I would say I would say he did he did benefit. Okay, so if Trump benefited from the meddling, do you think, based on what we've heard all the callers say today, do you think that the the Republican House and the Republican Senate are passively dealing with that meddling so that they could potentially win the House and Senate again? No, I don't. I don't think that. I don't think they're really connected. the 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 fact is, Sam, the uh, uh, Clinton, uh, Hillary Clinton, with the sloppy uh, ownership of that uh, server and whatever, the Russians are always trying to uh, hack into all types of countries. Republican, Democrat, whatever, but the Democrats were sloppy in their uh, the way they handled Yeah, but do you think it's all right for an American president to stand next to a Russian president and essentially say he powerfully, he made, you, you just said you believe he meddled. The president said, stood right next to him and said he, he gave us a powerful denial that he didn't. Why even repeat that? He, I listened to the press conference and he did admit they did meddle. But he said when he was standing right next to him that he gave a powerful denial that he didn't. Why even repeat, repeat that? 
Well, the re- one of the reasons is he's skept- Trump is skeptical of our intelligence agencies, and he should be. And there's still people left in the intelligence. So you got more? Do you got? Do you personally got more confidence in the Russians' intelligence over American intelligence agencies? Oh, absolutely not. But I got to tell you this: when when uh, well, it sound like Trump does. Well, when I, I'll tell you where, where, in some respects, I do, because if you have our own intelligence Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. When you say in some respects you do, you as an American believe that it's in the interest of American intelligence agencies to, to, to give us misinformation over the interest of Russian intelligence agencies to give us misinformation. Sam, Sam let me make this point. Uh, I, yes, and I'll tell you why. The, the, the enemy within. The enemy within the Trojan horse, they can do much more damage to our country than people from outside that don't have as much control. It, it goes back to the Trojan horse theory, and the Russians have said over time that it's the enemy within. Our yeah, but I think you, I think you are on a very slippery slope when you suggest that some kind of way Russians have a, have a more interest in American interest than Americans do. I mean, so you're saying the Russian intelligence agency have more interest in what's going on in America than we do? What I'm saying is this. Our intelligence agencies are doing more damage to this country than uh, the Russians right now because what they did to the Trump campaign, that is the, that is the biggest scandal in American history. At the end of the day, at the end of the they, day. They colluded against an American citizen running for president of the United States. That to me is huge, and that takes that has no comparison to what the Russians. Well, at, at this point, there's no damage. question about the fact that the Russians meddled. Trump benefited from the Russian medal. Now we have an American Congress who are sitting by passively not dealing with that. And I think that ultimately we may be looking at the possibility of the same thing happening in 2018 and that we really as Americans need to all wake up and pay attention to what's going on with our government because ultimately either the president colluding with Russia or Russian meddling, one way or the other, that's not good for us. So we got to do... Sam, I agree with that, but the Obama administration knew about the meddling. Susan Rice, uh, head of one of the the intelligence agencies, told the uh, intelligence agencies to stand down after it was known that the Russians were meddling. She said, stand down. Well, well, I mean, at least now you're admitting that they're they're meddling. President Trump, I don't think, has admitted that in clear terms. And and even if he has, even if he's given lip service to it, he hasn't allocated government resources to prevent it from happening again. One more thing. I appreciate Appreciate letting, letting me my uh, give my opinions. You're a good man. Go on. You're a good man. All right. Well, thank you. I appreciate the call. Looking forward to hearing from you next week. Um, if you want to get a call, this is probably uh, we only got a call. Maybe time for one one or two more calls. Tony from Canadagua. What, what's your thoughts? Do they got something on well, the president? Yeah, I uh, listen to your show every once in a while. And uh, well, one thing I can't understand or wonder why uh, it's supposed to be a calling show, and I never hear any people called in other than to say people each and every week that are, of course, very uh, liberal. Uh, I just wonder why you never get any other calls. Well, I, you know, listen, Tony, the, the truth of the matter is, and a lot of call-in shows, you having regulars is a regular conversation that we have in publicly. Um, and, and I listen to other talk shows where that's kind of the norm, you say, where you have a group of regular callers. And, um, you know, again, anybody who wants to call out there, including you, Tony, you're welcome to call every week and to share your position. So what's your position? Do you think they got something on, on – do you think the Russians got something on the president? No, I don't. But uh, the other point I wanted to make is that uh, – uh, I can't believe how much hate there is on your show uh, and the things that come from the mouths of these people. The guy like Tony, 
I, what a life he must have! Just sit there all day long and just hate and hate and hate. And so, do you think? Do you think, honestly, Tony? Do you I think people know. having an opinion has to be hate? Just the fact that, in other words, that's their perspective. Did you I think that perspective can has to I be think, hate? I, I, yes, I think you people do just hate and hate, and that's all you have to live with. I can't. I just can't understand you people. That Tony. You know, what kind of a life does he have? Just sit there all day long and try to figure out. Well, Tony, I'm not going to let you sit here and attack people who have every right to listen to the show. They have every right to have a position and to share that position, just like you have a right. If you want to share your position, Tony, Tony. You won't listen to anybody else. Well, no, Tony. I'm listening. I'm willing to listen to your position, but I'm not willing to listen to you attack other listeners. Ridiculous! So your whole show is ridiculous. So you if you want to, Tony, listen. If you want to have a position, you will to share your position, but you can't. You can attack me. I don't even mind that. But you're not going to attack the listeners. Every listener has the right to listen and share their opinion. If you got an opinion, you said you didn't believe that um, Trump at this point um, they had anything on Trump. That's a position. You can share that position. But again, you know what? As we begin to wrap up the show, if you want to call, we probably got time for one or two more calls. 803-1520, You know, I just really want to make it clear that the evidence is there. Um, I, I don't know at this point, you know, there may have been some question that you could have, uh, you, you, you could have had, uh, you know, in the beginning. But, you know, the fact that, that there was Russian collusion, um, no, the collusion is made not, not the right word to year. The fact that there was Russian meddling. There's no question about the fact that there was Russian meddling. Everybody that called in today um, agreed that Russia meddled. Um, if you believe that Russia meddled, you cannot f- draw the conclusion that, you know, essentially <laughs> that the President Trump didn't benefit from the meddling. He ultimately benefited from the meddling. Uh, and, the, and the scary thing, and I hope that, you know, this is a conversation we can keep going, um, is that if they meddled and, you know, since they meddled um, and the consequence of their meddling was that, you know, we, we, we got a Republican um, administration, if that's the case and now we are at a place where we see the 2018 elections are before us and we don't see a, an aggressive effort to prevent um, them from meddling again, to stop the effect of the meddling again, because potentially the the Russians benefit, I mean, the, the Republicans benefit from that. So, you know, that's something I think that we really got to get our, uh, our head around. Um, we got Mark calling in. So, Mark, uh, what do you think? Do, do they got something on the president? The Russians got something on the president? Hey, Sam, absolutely. But you know what's really funny? What's that? That a, that a man just called, told us how much hate we have on the show, and told us how much he hated the show. <laughs> you know what? I missed that. That's a really good point. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. <laughs> Have a good weekend, baby. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for sharing that. Again, hey, listen, Tony from Canadagua. Listen, you are welcome to call in any week. You know what I'm saying? The, the issue here is this is a discussion. That's what it is. It's a call-in show. We're here to talk about the issues. We're not here to talk about each other. This is not about attacking another person based on their p- position. You know what I'm saying? If you got some facts that counter their position, wonderful. But to judge why they're sitting around, given the position, is just not the place for this show. So um, hopefully you know, you can you will continue to listen because that's ultimately what we want to have. We want to have a good dialogue between people who are listening, and hopefully, what we will do is based on information from other people inform our position. Because if we got a position, we got a position based on the information we have. We put this show on every week because we got information that we want to share. We want to have a dialogue about the information. And so we can all have an informed position because ultimately, this is a country that we all live in together. 
That's really what my concern with the, the caller before last is. This is a country we all live in together. For, for you to suggest one second that we should be listening to Russian intelligence tell us what's best for America, I, I don't even get that rationale. American intelligence obviously have the American interest at heart. You know what I'm saying? So that's the reason why President Trump should not be questioning American intelligence. There are American military people who are putting their life on the line every day to protect this country. And for to have a, a president to suggest one kind some one way or another that, you know, uh that, that that that's not something that we should honor at the highest levels by listening to the intelligence agency give us guidance on, you know, how to best deal with Russia, I just think is a mistake. I think not preparing. Um, going to that meeting with um, he, he publicly said he was born prepared. I mean, come on. I mean, you, more intelligent people, you know, uh, we, we got to take a, a, a better position than that. You know, we all prepare. I've had to prepare to come on the radio show. I mean, good Lord. I mean, you telling me you don't got to prepare for a meeting with the Russian president. Now you inviting him to the White House. We, we really, I think, got to do better. So, you know, we're going to continue this conversation here on Think Again um, week to week. We appreciate your callers who called in today. It was a great discussion, a great conversation. Um, I, I think next week we got to pick up this discussion. We didn't get into a conversation uh, talking about what's going on with Kavanaugh, uh, the Supreme Court uh, uh, nominee. We didn't really get into a conversation about what's going on with Michael Cohen and whether he's flipping on the president or not. There's a lot of serious conversations that we still got to have um, that I think that as Americans – Okay, so I, I, I'm, we we about to wrap up, but I, I, we got Tony who calling back in with a quick point. Hey, Tony, what's your point, real quick? You there, Tony? And that whole thing was President Obama went to Senator Mitchell and asked to put out a joint statement that said that the Russians were hacking into our election and meddling. That occurred in late August, early September. Mitchell said he would not agree to make the statement. Therefore, Obama could not put the statement out because it would sound partisan. Wow. Good point. Well, I'm glad you called in. I'm glad you shared that information again. For those who listen to the show, that's why we have this public conversation. So people have information that other people don't have. You have access to that. Go check it out. Go find out if President Obama made an effort. We know Susan Rice knew. But did he make an effort to try to, you know, make that public? And the Republicans basically shot it down because they didn't essentially want to, you know, skew the election one way or the other. So, again, this is another week of Think Again. Uh, this is Sam Rafford. I'm sitting in for Mr. L. Nathan Hare with the Community Action Organization of West New York. Mr. Hare uh, is not in today, um, but we look forward to him returning le- next week. All you people who called in today, thank you so much for your call. Thank you so much for your uh, conversation, and we will see you here on ESPN 1520 Think Again next week.
You've been listening to Think Again with L. Nathan Hare, sponsored by the Community Action Organization of Erie County. Be sure to tune in again next week at this same time for more Think Again.